0: Alright, welcome back to One Man's Opinion, or welcome to One Man's Opinion, this being the first true episode. I am Jake Young, One Man with an Opinion, and uh, this show is not going to be indicative of what other shows are like. This is just an introductory thing. Um, Because I feel that to best understand the context of One Man's Opinion, you have to know a thing or two about that One Man. And uh, so in order to provide that context let this episode serve as an introduction to myself and my musical tastes. Um, it's entirely likely that at some point in the future, though, maybe in a podcast, maybe written, I'll, uh, I'll go more in detail about myself, my musical tastes, where they come from, what I'm into, and stories about that, but that's for another time. Um, what I'm going to give you today, see, I was thinking about, well, it's a... What's a fun, interesting way to introduce a little bit more of my musical background? Um, Now, if you've listened to other podcasts I've done, you probably know a fair amount of this already, but the best thing I came up with was I'm going to sort through my musical collection and dig up uh, 10 albums that uh, best embody my tastes. Well, I couldn't do that, so I got 15. Um... I just couldn't couldn't get it all into 10, so we're going to do 15. Uh, So the 15 albums you're about to see, or if you're doing, uh, hearing this in audio form you're about to hear about, are not necessarily my 15 favorite albums, but 15 albums that I think appropriately embody my musical tastes. So, some of them are just my favorites, some of them are representative of my interests and tastes. So, first one here is very cliche, that's fine because a lot of my tastes are, we have ACDC's Back in Black from 1980, um, big fan of ACDC, one of the bands I really just grew up on and, you know, representative of classic rock as a whole, which is kind of the cornerstone of my tastes, the stuff I was raised on, the stuff from which everything else kind of follows, so, um, much of this album is kind of worn out for me at this point, but it is still very good, um, excellent rock and roll from ACDC. Um, second one here is a Beatles album. Um, couldn't quite, you know, I was thinking, well, which Beatles album am I going to feature here? That's a whole nother fight for a whole nother time, frankly, and I could get a whole episode of that. So I'm not going to do that now. What I chose instead is an oddity in my Beatles collection. This is the... First live recordings of the Fab Four as they were, back in Hamburg, Germany, 1962. Um, of course, this is from later. This isn't the um, original like release of these recordings. They weren't originally released back in 62. This is a another um, you know Pickwick um, cheap label thing came out in the late 70s I think the audio on this is actually pretty darn bad um, but you know it's Beatles and it's it's an oddity um, I love musical oddities, things other people don't have, things other people haven't heard or things that are just um, interesting or special in some kind of way um, next album is not interesting or not special to most people but I'm a big Bob Seger fan, so here's Night Moves. Um, I've seen him in concert. I bought this at his concert. Um, I know that seems like a waste of money, um, but I love the album, and I love Seger, so worth it to me. Um, Yeah, really solid um, rock and roll stuff. This one's a tad different from the last two. Hank Williams Jr. This is Born to Boogie. Um... Later album of his, I think late '80s. Um, he's a difficult guy to like sometimes, but uh, but the music he puts out is is pretty stellar, and I've enjoyed uh, listening to him for a long time. Um, this is also just uh, you know this album, as far as like older country goes, tends to border pretty close on rock and roll at times, um, and I I picked that because I think some of my favorite country music borders pretty close on rock and roll and some of my favorite rock and roll borders pretty close on country music um where those two genres intersect comes a lot of good music which brings a natural transition to leonard skinner doesn't it um this is second helping obviously the second leonard skinner album see what they did there um This is interesting to me for two reasons. One, because I bought this particular copy on Record Store Day a couple years ago. Um, My first Record Store Day experience. It wasn't a special edition or anything. I just happened to buy it on that day. Um, Also, um, Skinner was the first band I ever saw live. First, like, major band. Um, So, been a fan of theirs forever. Um, Lots of good stuff. Again, country rock, southern rock type stuff. Um... Here's Janis Joplin. This is Pearl. Um, Probably her most well-regarded album. People will attack and demean and degrade Janis Joplin's voice a lot. I don't care. I have never cared. Um, I'll debate this with somebody if they want, but yeah, of course her voice is not classically good. Who are we kidding? But is one of the most passionate rock and roll blues voices I've ever heard. Big fan of her music. Excuse me for one moment. That will happen from time to time, and I'm lazy, so it probably won't get edited out. Um, Anyhow, Janis Joplin, excellent, excellent performer. Wonderful, fun voice. I know it bugs people. doesn't bug me. Next one here is from Johnny Cash. Um, This album is called The Songs That Made Him Famous. Um, From 1958 or something. It's very, very old. Um, I love stuff that's really old. Um, I'm fascinated by the idea that so many people could have had this record before I did. Um, not to mention, it's just good musically. Um, big fan of him. Big fan of outlaw country, um, classic country of all sorts, basically. Never heard a Cash song I didn't like. Um, and uh, yeah, this this is an excellent album of his early stuff. Um, this copy's pretty beat up, but I got it for literally free. I'm pretty sure. So um, that's another thing. I love a bargain. Many of my favorite records are extremely cheap. I buy stuff very cheap, very beat up, because um, I'm I'm a cheap bastard, and that's what it is. Um, next up, Led Zeppelin IV. Um, cliche, I know. Main reason this is here is because it's one of the first records I ever owned. He introduced me to vinyl. Also, just love Led Zeppelin, love Stairway to Heaven. Yeah, it's overrated. How could it not be? But It's still pretty darn good and i'm not here for the people that want to attack it um big fan of zeppelin and and that album in particular um next one's a tad off the wall um most people have probably never seen or heard of this the album is called missouri it's self-titled album by a band called missouri um who are from kansas city missouri where i am from uh so I'm intrigued by local music. Um, probably the biggest like sensation that we've had here, that at least it comes to my mind, that I'm into is Melissa Etheridge. I um, would have showed one of her records, but I wanted to show somebody that's a little bit less well-known. So, Very good record, very good music uh, from the band Missouri. There's a lot of cool bands here out of Kansas City. There's also a lot of cool like classic jazz stuff, Count Basie and things like that. Um, who I also could have showed for that, but, again, spotlighting a lesser-known artist. Um, Next up, Robert Johnson. Uh, This is King of the Delta Blue Singers, Volume 2. The lesser, uh, like, um, lesser-loved of his two uh, main releases. Um, So, Robert Johnson is here for a couple reasons. One, because I love blues, um, and he is a uh, excellent example of a, of a talented blues man. Um, secondly, because I love historic music, stuff that's been recorded very long ago. Guys like him and Jimmy Rogers and Jimmy Yancey and Billie Holiday and Count Basie and, and Bob Wills and Woody Guthrie and stuff like that. Um, I'm just intrigued at the way music we love now developed from these guys um and probably the the third reason for robert johnson is because i love the stories behind stuff stories behind music um and his is very fascinating um and it's so old that it's kind of up for debate as to what actually happened but anyway um a couple more here um couple of cds um for one i'm not too good for cds i don't care who you are don't you know let's not get let's not get high on our horse here as it were um cds sound good not interesting people telling me differently um redheaded stranger willie nelson um big willie fan seen him live great country concept album People don't give country enough credit, especially with respect to songwriting. Excellent country music songwriting on Redheaded Headed Stranger. Um, then Tom Petty's Wildflowers. Um, big Petty fan. This is my favorite album of his. Very strong. Lots of good stuff here. Um, this was featured in our Battle of the Bands podcast, so check out what I had to say about it then. But great and it's it's a late effort from him it's 94 so it's he's pretty he's not old by any means but he's old for a charting artist by that time very strong um album there so two very good cds next up is my favorite band and probably my favorite album sticky fingers by the rolling stones um this is the first record i ever owned this was given to me years before i actually had a turntable um, just because I love the Stones um, very very good just nothing more to say about it than that Stones are my favorite band I can't do this this kind of thing without featuring them so there's Sticky Fingers um, next to last here is Black Star from David Bowie um, I love this wacky cover um, although it might copy got damaged record's okay I think but the the, the the cover got damaged in the process of making this episode um, because I didn't have a jacket on it. So put jackets on your records. Let's we learn from that. Um, the album Black Star is actually not really my thing. Um, it's good. It's well done. Um, it's kind of too weird for me, frankly. But again, I love the story of it. It's a it's a brilliant, beautiful way to. For an artist to go out. Um, and uh, also Bowie and Blackstar in particular are favorite albums of my girlfriend. Whose um, music tastes do not overlap very much with mine. But uh, but we do discuss uh, a lot of things. And, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll bleed over into each other a little bit. Um, this last one is... Um, on here not for what the album is although it's not bad um it's just nothing special um it's on here for the the story behind it and what it represents um so some time ago probably a year ago or something i wander into a record store i'm going through the dollar bin because that's what i do because i'm a cheap bastard as i said earlier i go through the dollar bin and um usually what i end up with is a handful of scratch-and-dent, beat-up, dusty old records I go home and clean. And I ran across this record that was uh, in a white sleeve with a blank white label. I I know if you're looking at this, it says side two here. I wrote that on it myself. When I found this, it did not have that. It was just a blank label and a blank sleeve, no indication at all of what it was. Priced for one dollar. And uh, haven't been confronted with that. That's alright, $1. That's worth a gamble. I'll, I'll try it for a dollar, right? That's what I did. I tried it for a dollar. Um, I took it home, put it on the turntable, didn't recognize it, so I had to, um, you know, Shazam it or whatever. Um, I, I used Google, it's all the same. Figure out what it was, and it was actually uh, the album King Cool by Donnie Iris and the Cruisers. Uh, Donnie Iris is the he was in Wild Cherry, um, the band known for play that funky music. Um, I don't know a lot about the guy. I don't know a lot about Wild Cherry to be honest. I just found that album and and it's better than than you'd think, um, especially for something so weird and obscure. And yeah, I did white label promo, I guess or test press maybe. I don't know, um, but. I guess the the point of that tirade and that story is that I love to take a chance. Um, rarely have I bought an album that I've already heard all the way through before. I mean, obviously I have, but you know I'm not I'm not an album guy unless I'm, I'm listening to it physically um, on a turntable or on a CD player, which I I do frequently. So um, yeah, I guess that's the moral of that story. So there's 15 albums that, uh, that I dig a lot, maybe give you a little better idea of the kind of music listener that I am. And, uh, hopefully we will, uh, resume, uh, we'll have some more interesting stuff eventually. Maybe. Cool. Thanks for checking this out. Uh, this is One Man's opinion. I am Jake Young, one man with an opinion. Again, if you listen today, there isn't much of an opinion here, so much as just one guy's uh, tastes, you know, nothing to argue about. You love them or you don't. If you really dig any of the albums I showed, comment, tell me so. If you really hate any of the albums I showed, comment, tell me so, and I might respond later on or something. That'd be fun, wouldn't it? All right. Thanks, y'all. Cheers.